0: This is the DLR cast, the essential podcast for fans of Diamond David Lee Roth. All right. Heard you missed us. We are back. As always, it's the DLR cast here. I'm Steve. No relation to David Lee Roth. And as always, I am joined by my good friend, Diamond Dangerous, Darren Paltrowitz. I got to come up with some more D adjectives there. So what's happening, my friend?
1: Hey know. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um we got a lot of listener feedback of, hey, where where are you guys? Why are you not telling us what's going on? Well, it was a it was a holiday break. We took a little holiday break. We're allowed. We're superstars. We do that kind of thing. And we are finally back. Now the real the real answer was I wanted to see where the Dave and Sammy thing went. after a couple days and the answer is the garbage bin no one's talking about it anymore yeah except
0: except for us at this point because of the break last week i mean the last week to 10 thanksgiving break for the depending on when you're listening to this um and you know, for about a week to ten, a little over a week to 10 days, there was a whole bunch of activity Activity from Dave and Sammy. Sammy announced the tour and uh, had a few things to say. Dave countered. Dave also put out some music. We talk about all those things with our guest this week, Eric Senich from the Van Halen News dot com, including their big exclusive quote that they got from
1: Dave. Yeah, I think, I think this is Eric's second appearance on this show. Maybe third. Then we were on, and the podcast will rock with him. I think
0: you are correct. Yeah, he's been on yeah. a couple of times, three times, I think. Yeah, I love talking to that guy. I mean, the three of us cutting it up is always a blast. And talking Dave, talking Van Halen, as well as whatever other things come down the transom. But yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun talking with Eric. Uh, he's not only got the VanHalenNewsDesk.com, he's rock and rolling there. He's got a great podcast booked on mm-hmm. rock, where uh, he interviews uh, authors of rock and related books. I would I would definitely encourage folks to check that out if you haven't already. But we had a great conversation on the heels of a lot of Dave and Dave adjacent action for a change.
1: Outside of
0: of just your video, you know, the odd video content, which is still there, too.
1: Yes. So hopefully we're giving you the full story of what went down in this conversation with Eric and then also the state of the state. And hopefully we give you some reading recommendations as part of it, because we talk about Eric's podcast and I don't know, pretty well-rounded episode, the usual rabbit holes. I I like it
0: yes we went down we went down more than a few rabbit holes in particular we weren't just talking about the dave and sammy back and forth as far as who who as far as jumping on stage but you and uh, eric in particular touched on what came up a, another episode ago as far oh. as dave and wolfgang getting along or not back in van halen days
1: Sure. Well, I don't want to spoil any of
0: it. No, but it was all very interesting. So that's a long, long tease it and would, preview. For I think you you're folks. setting the
1: bar too high by saying it's all interesting. I would say some of it is fairly interesting. And then you let the people decide that it was all interesting and, you know, the under promise over deliver. So that's my <laughs> MO. And uh, I had a blast doing it. And hopefully we have Eric on again soon. And hopefully you and I tape again soon, you know?
0: Absolutely, we will. And while we got you all here, just and speaking of books previously, let's not forget that you've got your book, the DLR book coming out January 2nd. You can pre-order now. Links are in the show notes. For those of you who have not had a chance to pre-order it, please do so. It's awesome.
1: Thank you. I believe the press release went out today from the publisher. haven't seen it yet. Uh, Yeah, we will... See, and January 1st it is on the book, and thank you all for supporting that, and thank you for listening, and thanks to Steve for being the the nice guy in the David Lee Roth world. Right.
0: (laughs) Thanks, folks. All right, folks, on the heels of a very busy week to 10 days, and not just because of the Thanksgiving holiday, as we mentioned up at the top, we've got a great special guest with us returning, our returning champion, Eric Senage from VHND.com, Van Halen News Desk, Desk.com, which has been a very busy place. And I'm assuming we're just here to talk about that new song Dave put out, right? <laughs> Wash and Fold that came <laughs> yeah. out the day or two oh, before see, Thanksgiving. Oh,
2: see, I'm disappointed. I thought it was going to be Mandabala.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But, hey, Steve, you, you, you shouted out the VHND, but Eric has a great podcast. Podcast booked on Rock.
0: Absolutely, so, yes. Thank you. Which I know well, so yes. Thank I did not you. You guys, like on. you guys were on. You guys <laughs> were guests. That's yeah, actually so, one of my
2: most listened to episodes. When you guys were on, we were just talking, you're talking VH. Man, that that gets you downloads every time you mention <laughs> talking Van Halen. It's like,
1: <laughs> well, but as Freddy we saw goes, this week, I, I have to interrupt, Steve. Yeah, With Eric and his team. I don't think any of the news from the last week and a half would have broken, aside from Wash and Fold. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and not crazy man, just and, the, all this
0: yeah craziness. Sorry, go ahead, Steve. No, I was gonna say um, I was gonna I was gonna mention the well never runs dry on Van Halen stuff be- or or Dave stuff because if you're not excited or ecstatic about something, you're frustrated about something else. As as <laughs> he, as listeners to our show know, I love it. Um, yeah, so I, I guess love, we're not. I love it's like a therapy
2: session for, for you guys whenever I listen. I love it. Yeah. It's like you know why can't he just. <laughs>
0: So I so I guess we're not talking about Wash and Fold or New York City Groove, which came out on Thanksgiving <laughs> Day, the day or two after Wash and Fold. I guess we're not talking about Alligator Pants, that cool uh, <laughs> that cool song that uh, that uh, our friend from the Mojo Dojo put out. So we're right. not talking about the music. Eric, lead us off as far as what we are talking about uh because for those everybody knows by now i'm sure that sammy announced a fantastic tour which this is a kind of idea where i was like before any of this other stuff with dave broke i was like this is a great idea this is the shit that we all wish dave was doing go out with a killer name band mm-hmm. satriani's perfect for it i mean if yeah, I, i'm so excited to hear what satriani's gonna do and bring to the table you know playing songs from both worlds let's say and um it looks like a great tour. Kudos for a good idea, and of course, uh, you know, Sammy mentioned. Ah, let's. Well, I'm happy to have a couple guests, and then hilarity ensued from there. <laughs>
2: it, what a week, man! Ooh. Yeah, it's it's just so funny. You know, Sammy, he just says whatever comes to his mind. I don't think you know he he's he's not worried about too much. You know, any any backlash he gets, and I mean, he did. And uh, but who thought it would be coming directly from Dave? I mean, it's like I can't wait to get your guys' thoughts on this. Well, you know, and it just it, it's amazing that. The, the story I was telling, uh, I was on in the podcast for rock early in the week. And, um, it was just, I think this is what, uh, Tuesday night, I think Dave gave us that quote and I was on the highway stuck in in a traffic jam. And I got a text from, from Jeff Hausman from the Vanilla news desk. And he said, can you put an article up? And I said, yeah. And I called him said, yeah, but I'm stuck, you know, in traffic. But what do you got? And he said, well, Dave just sent us a, a statement. I said, okay, <laughs> what did he have to say? <laughs> and uh, he said, short and sweet, you know, and Dave has done this before. He's given us uh, an exclusive quote and, and we were just literally just drafting out the headline and the body of the story as I'm stuck in traffic. <laughs> and I got home, pulled in the driveway, still had my jacket on, just sat down here and we just, I called Jeff up, had him on the speakerphone and said, let's, let's go. Okay. What are we going to do? And, you know, just, and then within a half an hour, it was on ultimate classic rock and, you know, know which is so cool of Dave. I got to, I got to say, because, and he's done this before, he's given us a quote. Now he knows that if he were to make a statement and he could just put it up on his socials and the, the media would pick up on it, all the classic rock sites, they would pick up on it, but he's giving it to us. To get the exclusive which i think is so cool mm-hmm. so that's an, underst- an understanding for that man <laughs> yeah because somebody said does sammy do that no not that he wouldn't but you know michael anthony's a you know he's 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 got a, a good uh friendly back forth relationship with with jeff i mean but you know he's never done that it's just dave just decides i mean he, he's his publicist uh she she reaches out to jeff and
0: What's double? What's doubly cool about that is that he's aware of VH, you know, the Van Halen news desk, because, as we've argued and discussed over time over here, it's like you know, from a rock standpoint. Does Dave even really care outside of a paid gig? Is he paying attention? To, certainly no one's really paying too much attention to what Van Halen fans want, as we right. talk often, as far as what's not available and should be available or may never become available. And and that's a whole other episode we can do some other time. Darren, we still have to talk about all the goodies that have been breaking coming out on YouTube from vaults being broken open, right. open the last couple of weeks.
1: So but, much content. Oh. We, we really went from a drought of going, you know it would be great? to this flood of new Dave stuff, then all these leaks of old Van Halen demos that we didn't really know were there on top of the renewed Sammy-Dave feud on top of other feuds that we've probably ignited a little bit through our show.
0: So let's let's bring it back to the quote real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, be, and,
2: and Darren, I got to ask you a question too. I don't want to forget what you just mentioned that made me think of something. We'll get to that later. It's, it's, it's about uh, something that was. It's about something that somebody you know said about Dave and Wolfie. So let's put a
0: little. Oh man, there's a oh. big teaser what, bookmark just... <laughs> there.
1: Yeah, is, yeah, is it something you thing that I said that why Dave said negative things behind the scenes about Wolfie that thing?
2: Yes, I think it has to do with that. So let's put a little. Oh my god! There. Well, shoot, let's run with that.
0: that. Don't don't. You
2: teeth... want to? Do you want to, Do you want to start man, with that or? Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you know, there
1: were some comments that came in after I said that on the show. Uh, there was a YouTube user or two who was complaining about that. And we had a little bit of back and forth and we figured out a way to compromise about <laughs> what was said. No, what, what's your question or thought? Well,
2: and and Steve, you know, because Darren told this to you. So that's where I heard this. It was on, yeah. I don't know, maybe the last episode, right. but I think but so, that, yeah. that, that Roth was not cool with Wolf, especially, in know, seven on that tour, he basically treated him poorly and that, you know, he basically said, you know, you, you, you haven't earned your right here. Uh, which which was shocking to me
0: which i was a little bit in disbelief and it also bummed me out if it was totally true but it's in disbelief because how ballsy is that man you're freaking you know your meal ticket it really when you think of it getting back out on the back on this tour is wolfgang but also eddie all right if you know anybody would more if it was really that bad you go fuck you man don't to start with my son like this the kids right. 15 or whatever it was and that in the 2007 reunion you know what i mean it just seems it just seems so crazy to me whether
2: it's true or not um you know it's i think the one thing that people just can't buy is that if he if he was talking that way to wolf in front of ed that just wouldn't have ended well so okay. it's, it's oh, okay. hard to so imagine i can but darren yeah. you you go ahead because this is your this was your source <laughs> so you go ahead <laughs> so
1: this source was in the room for a lot of stuff for a bunch of years until like every dave scenario it goes sour when he decides that you've done something whether or not you actually did it you're kind of done so okay. this is the person that, that said this that said that he Did cut down Wolfie, whether or not it was in his presence, but he did behind the scenes. One of our listeners said, oh, no, I was in the room and they didn't identify themselves. For all we know, it was a person who was a runner at one show, one random tour stop. But they said, well, no, he was always complimentary about Wolfie when I was around. Maybe on the first tour he wasn't and the second tour he was, maybe it flip-flopped over time.
2: Well, that's what I was gonna ask. So yeah, are we talking about 07, 2012 and 2015? Are we talking
1: this person was out of the picture by 2015? Okay. Okay. That that, that my sources, But something that I've heard from a few people super off the record, <laughs> um, and I'm trying to think of how to say this nicely allegedly. Um Eddie was in a very, very, very bad place on the 07 tour. Um, We know that they had initially announced the reunion and then he went to rehab and then I guess got fixed up and then they figured they could proceed, but he was not in a good place. And, you know, another person had told me, who worked with Dave and then transitioned to the Van Halen reunion on the 07 told me I had to quit that tour due to Eddie. Um, mm. A lot of people couldn't deal with him. And it's kind of weird because the 07 Van Halen tour, Dave is the star. He's singing as good as ever. He looks great, et cetera. Don't miss
0: lyrics. That was like blew, blew yeah. me away. I was ready for some sort of something. I was so nervous, man, going into the first time I saw that 07 reunion. I mean, it's what we've all been waiting for. It's like, can Dave sing? Can he still do it? Is he going to fuck around with the lyrics? Don't bring the Jack Daniels bottle out. Let's, let's you know what I mean. It was like I was yeah, so, legitimately nervous, man. Yeah, he so was at the top 07. of his
2: game for his, the the age he was at at that time.
0: Yeah, you know, the, I mean, obviously,
2: his prime. If we go back to his late twenties, and you know, we get it, he's not. You can't compare him to then, but he, he had really pulled himself out of a place where it was cringeworthy like oh shit what's gonna happen is he he gonna really you know is he gonna just just be brutal on stage when he's singing these songs and he was not at all so
1: he was excellent and eddie was he was good but he wasn't great he was shaky at times then the 12th tour dave went down a notch or two and eddie rose up and the 15th tour dave was not good and eddie was great And, you know, something, I don't know if this is public information, and I'm just going to use the word allegedly, 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 but Eddie was in such bad shape on the 07 tour that what I heard from a person who knows stuff is that Dave had another guitarist on retainer thinking if Eddie can't make it. Uh, we could put this guy in. And of course, yeah, you're going to go to a Van Halen show and not see it Wow. Anything. It makes perfect sense. Listen, you, you could put somebody else in Peter oh. Chris's
0: makeup. You know what I mean? <laughs> <But, laughs> Were
2: his initials you know, J.S. Joe Satriani? <laughs> well,
0: believe it or not,
1: no. Okay. No, it wasn't any bad. Wow. that. It, it may or may not have been a person who, who had played guitar with Dave prior to that mm. on other tours who Dave thought was good enough but good enough is not a pun. That's not a Sammy uh, Hager, yes, uh, yes. reference there, but what I'm getting at is it kind of is interesting. When you look at the evolution of that tour too, it was the Dave show in 07 and then progressively he got less great. And then Wolfie Alex and Eddie got better each tour
2: mm. Yeah. That's interesting stuff, man. I mean that, you know, I'm sure there's so much behind the scenes that goes on that we don't know about, or we find out about through like you do, Jen through, People who don't want to be a, go on the record, and I, you know, look, I, I love Dave, Sammy, you know, all, all the members of the band. I'm a huge fan of. I don't know these people personally, so whatever personal differences they they may have had, you know, mm-hmm. if if Dave tr- treated Wolfie that way, you know, look, hey, Dave can uh, defend himself. You know, he can come to us if he wants to <laughs> give his side of the story. The right but you know, uh, you know, and Wolf Wolf is really never said anything negative about dave the only thing that comes close is just that recently he was saying he's been he was you know alluding to the fact he's difficult to deal with and that he doesn't want a different kind of truth back on streaming platforms but even that what's dave's side of that is there something that we don't know is there something legal is there some some something that financial
1: what what I've my theory is that it's financial, but the one of one or two of the people who know stuff told me Dave doesn't like looking back. He doesn't love that album, just like the DLR band. Now a couple of the tracks are still up on Amazon randomly. Like the whole album isn't there, but you can accidentally stream it and that's a mistake. Whereas the <laughs> deep throat Dave person who is on, was it um Dave and Dave Unchained? Yep they said it was an oversight that the album was pulled and what i'd heard uh from people who know stuff was dave's not proud of that album weirdly Hmm. and the commercial he they don't see it as commercially successful the dlr band album. whereas the deep throat dave person said oh it made so much money it grossed a million dollars based on the high royalty stuff which Led other people that I know who think that the Deep Throat Dave person wasn't Allison. Wait, they think it was, yeah, Allison Roth, not Lisa Roth. Uh, the mm-hmm. other sister that people don't really speak of. Have you ever heard those rumors, Eric? No, not I, at all.
2: Not at all. I, and, and I mean, I, I understand the not wanting to look back. Uh, I know artists don't like to do that, they like to look forward. In fact, uh, Getty Lee was just talking about how he's had to talk a lot about the past and Neil Peart and he. He says, you know, it's very dangerous to get stuck in the past. I mean, you got to sure. just, you know, not even for artistic reasons, but just for your own sanity. But having said that, if that were the case, then then we wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have any of Dave's back catalog. So there's and, something else there that we don't know. And, and that yet, album's
0: great, different try, kind of truths. It's outstanding. Oh, fantastic I record. I I think Dave, as far as not looking back, he's he was more than willing to look back and tell. Hales, you know, so many numerous repetitions of on the various iterations of his podcast, the bigger podcast interviews he's done, where you would think that we're all he's talking about is the classic Van Halen days. I mean, when you think of it, from the rehearsals to whatever and picking up, I mean, they certainly look back when they did those downtown sessions before a different kind of truth where they're telling stories about, yeah. you know, about driving in Dave's Opal to practice, whatever, you know, I mean, so that looking back thing, I think, is a very selective uh, sort of revisionist history thing. So
1: I, I think he likes the things looking back that were successful if if you catch my drift. So, in other words, Skyscraper, it was successful to us, but a really smart person told me that that album is not recruited the way that we think it is, that the label shipped many more units than known. It, oh, it, it probably
0: cost a fortune to record, too, compared to just, you know, Ted Templeman throw up the mics and we're recording this in two weeks like they did with Eat em and Smile, you know?
1: Yeah, it was done in like six studios, something crazy along yeah. those lines. And it used digital technology before that was a normal thing on albums. So if you notice where Dave looks back through, it pretty much stops at, what, 85? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
2: Well, even, even the stuff that we're seeing on social media is is dated back to I don't know what oh seven I mean yeah maybe later he, he's but he's
0: been, he's been fond of using a lot of footage from fifty rides on the love train of late so <laughs> hey just when, when aside, it's not just a static image yeah, <laughs> so. yeah.
2: just an aside you know speaking of um skyscraper I just interviewed Stacy Wittelitz who's one of the oh one yeah of the, right so he wrote one of the dirty dancing oh you spoke with Stacy Darren
1: get yeah, uh did wait what the- Cast yeah, I, I did speak to him for Paltrakis because the right. publicist who represents some of the Dirty Dancing people was pitching him to me. And it, Ken he co-wrote Ride Like the Wind with. Right, right, right. Stacey yeah, Ken, that-
2: Ken is a publicist. He's he's cool, man. He, I, he's he's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, um but yeah, he. I said to Stacy, I said, "Do you did you know that?" uh Let me back up because Stacy actually put together the the theme song for the very first nine hundred two one zero episode. So that first episode where. Uh, it's, it's basically the pilot and there's a different theme song. If you notice it's a different theme song and that Stacy was responsible for. And I said, Stacy, did you know that David Lee Roth's just like paradise was supposed to be the theme song? He said, I had no idea. I said, maybe that was before they chose you. He goes, I don't know, but it's probably for money reasons. And, um, it was news to him.
1: And Stacy remembers everything and is clear headed. and Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so certain people like anytime you hear a Don Dawkins story, you kind of go, OK, let's let's.
2: <laughs> well, re- are you referring to Dave's temporary sex office? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing on in the podcast. Rocket said I better win a Pul- Pulitzer Prize for my reporting of that story. It's hard hitting stuff right there. <laughs> excuse the word hard. Sorry. Apologize. Yeah, well,
1: I this appreciate is, that, yeah. but, but Donnie, I love me a good Donnie <laughs> story to say the <laughs> least. But my, my, my Dokken exclusive was I asked him at the end of the interview two years ago or so. I said, what do people call you in real life? What do you like to be called? And he said, some people call him Don, some call him Donnie, but double D if you know him. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love the quote he used to always say. Maybe he still says about George Lynch. He said, the problem that we had is uh, he he thinks he's God, and I and, and I don't think so, or whatever. It was some funny quote about George Lynch. I mean, those two guys hate
1: each other. All these years later, they weirdly hate. But I, I apologize for sidebar. So the thing is, we were on Stacy yeah. Weiglitz. Before we were on Stacey Weiglitz, and we were talking about Skyscraper. Before we were there, we were talking about how Dave has been unearthing – a lot of old stuff that's kind of out of print. And we've seen so many of these no holds barbecued flashbacks things. Uh, the thing that he posted, I think on Thanksgiving, the, the New York dance thing that looks like it's maybe the 2012, a different kind of truth sessions, maybe in Japan that he did.
0: It, it looks like footage from uh, 50 rides on the love train, which, you know, that, that hour long YouTube of him sound, you know, singing over a uh, uh, love train by the OJs. So which I've watched more times than I should probably admit, or at least played in the background when I wanted to get into a good mood. And I do have wooden floors in my house, but that's a whole other story. Oh, oh, oh um, do you do a little but, shimmy and shake, no. Dave? Move? Okay.
2: You don't put no, like but, like uh, like ba- uh, what is it, baby powder on the floor? So you can- <laughs> but
0: but, <laughs> but Ramsay Ramsey, Ramsey
2: Rio didn't say but, no. For no,
1: the I record, didn't. he did not
2: say no. He didn't say no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that just reminds me too, because I think I was watching the other day alligator pants, which Ramsey's Rios put up for the Mojo Dojo. And I think he mentioned there he took footage from Fifty Rides on Love Trade. All we know is we know just about all the footage Dave has putting. There's nothing from the last like five no. or six years. Speaking of Ramses, I gotta show you this.
2: So Ramses is really cool. He thanked us for putting all this his great stuff up on the VHND. So he made a little uh this oh, is an audio only song oh, I'll man, describe how cool it is that? but it's it's a Funko Dave from the California Girls video and it's got the your guide and the hat with the your guide <laughs> down there it's awesome and Dave's outfit from the video and the little sparkly shoes from the Diamond Dave uh mid-80s era you know the California girls yeah that is so cool yeah yeah Ramses is he's he is a cool dude
1: yeah, I think that Ramses and Van Halen Newsisk are the only people who hear back from Dave's management when they reach out for stuff.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, I got I I just recorded a video with Jason Becker's friend and personal assistant, Stephen Correa, who's auctioning off that guitar Eddie gave to Jason in ninety-six. Hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna put that up soon.
0: Yeah. So, um well let's bring it back around to this how you yeah. how you guys got the quote, all seven right. words of it, and <laughs> yeah. which is which is Dave's response to Sammy saying, Yeah, come on up, at which I was pouring over so many comments on, on the news desk, but also on Facebook, on your Facebook page, just the parsing the amount of arguments, you know. I mean, that the fact that people I think thought that Sammy was saying, Oh yeah, come out on the tour. I mean, when I first heard, you know, Sammy mention this, I'm I, I was like, well, this is never going to happen. Of course. He's okay. Say it. That's he, what he, I want to know what he, you guys he think. He has said variations of that. I'm sure he said variations of that before. You know, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but my first thought was one, okay. It didn't even occur to me that, it, to me, it sounded like, yeah, jump up there for a song or two. I don't know. When we come to the San Bernardino, whatever the hell, you know, shed, whatever it right. is. Right. Um, And then my second thought was, well, that's never going to happen in a million years. So I dismissed it until all of a sudden it blew up a couple, you know, a few days later with Dave responding.
2: That's what Jeff Hausman said to me. He goes, "I can't believe this has become such a huge story." Because Sammy just says things. Sammy just says whatever's on his mind, and I think what you're saying is what I feel too. Sammy said, "Yeah, sure," but he's not like, "Oh yeah, let's let's you know set up the contract so we can do a co-headlining tour." I think he was just like, "Yeah, you know, Dave can come up." Anytime and um, now, but anytime,
1: except any time that he says,
2: well, that's what I want. So what is Dave's motive? You know, is he just, is he just, uh, excuse the French, just fucking with Sammy? I think a little bit,
0: a little bit of trolling. I mean, Sammy's can be a pro at it sometimes, you know? So, I mean, the fact that Dave actually responded once on something is, uh, I think, pretty cool, even though we're not going to see it happen.
2: Uh, Right. You don't think it'll happen at all. I don't either.
0: Well, here, here, here's my take on that real quick is that Dave doesn't do anything like I got to think about this the other day when he showed up and did um, was it Panama for Dave Grohl's 50th birthday bash right mm-hmm. there's no way yeah. that was not rehearsed at 5pm earlier that day you know yeah. what I'm saying do you really think that Dave is going to spend any time with Sammy's band rehearsing to do I don't know Ice Cream Man or, <laughs> or one right. song from his era it's not going to happen Yeah, he let, did, let alone a tour Everything Dave does,
2: in terms of in the public eye, you have to just keep in mind like two words with bright lights blinking: show biz. Yes, show thank you. Biz, show biz. <laughs> so what is what is behind the quote? It has something to do with he's got a showbiz mind, right? I love it. Don't get me wrong. So do I. I love it too, man. <laughs> love me some Dave. Dave is Dave is confounding, frustrating at times, but. The greatest front man I've ever seen. So, you know.
1: But, yeah. But so Sammy, I, did, I Sammy rudely, did kind of step in it. Sorry. Sorry, Dave. After have to rudely, rudely interrupt We got to
2: let Darren talk here, Steve. Sorry. <laughs> sorry.
1: I had a number of people uh, who listened to this show reach out the second that Van Halen News S broke all this. And they were going, what do you think? And I said, let me do a life equivalent here. Hey, hey, Eric, you should totally come to Thanksgiving at my place tomorrow. You're totally invited. you, You totally anytime, man. And you would go in your head. Okay, well, how do I get there? What time is it? What am I bringing? Where am I staying? How am I getting there? So Sammy going, you should totally come to this, Dave, you go. So Dave has to get a tour manager, he has to have a sound person, he has to have his rider and his gear. How much is he getting paid, et cetera. So this is the most Los Angeles style, empty, let's do lunch thing ever. Right. And that's all Sammy does with everything in his life. Yeah, bro. Cool, bro. Anytime, bro. Yeah, man. That's all this was. And I think that Dave knew in a heartbeat, oh, he he has no intention of having me. <laughs> he doesn't want to give me $1 from his wallet. Bingo.
2: That's a good call, Darren. So true so true yeah that's that's but yeah.
1: uh, well, you're coming to my thanksgiving right oh, i'll be there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm but, ready
2: to go darren let's do this come on yeah man
1: um anytime quote,
2: diamond dave but yeah you're right it's it's like it's like it's like inviting him without really inviting him it's just you know i I. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny i remember one time being uh years ago this really annoying dude in, in our in our group of friends. Uh, I was hammered he goes dude you gotta give me your number we'll hang sometime and of course i'm hammered out of my mind and i gave him my phone number and that was the biggest mistake for me i couldn't shake the guy he was everywhere he'd be like knocking on my door in the middle of the night so basically that's kind of what we're talking about here is like sammy's like inviting him but not
1: really yeah not yeah. really it, it <laughs> was no discernible clear cut what am i inviting him for right so, Okay, yeah, you can come on stage anytime. Okay, so Dave's gonna fly himself and his crew out without any rehearsal, and he's just gonna come up and you're gonna be okay with that. <laughs> right. So, well so it, Sammy it, and Dave are the same person, it's just outwardly they have a different image. And you go, they're both party man, people who are really businessy,
0: very calculating
1: people. They're they're there to bring the party, yet you don't mess with their money. And they have a history of hiring and firing people and remembering things incorrectly and loving and hating Eddie Van Halen and claiming that they are Van Halen. <laughs> they they are the same person. Yeah. Dave has the fake smile and Sammy has the natural smile.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> so,
2: some people question whether Sammy is even telling the truth that he did make peace with Eddie. I, I can't I can't imagine that he's making that up that's kind of low. I can't imagine he's, he's bullshitting on that. I think he was,
1: you know, a... I th- I think that Eddie, however Eddie felt at that, that moment was just how he felt at that moment. Right. So you know how sometimes when you don't think somehow you think you're friends with somebody, but in their head, they're like, I'm not friends with that guy, but they're not going to call you out on it. For all we know that Eddie was just going, yeah, man, sounds good. Cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs>
2: gotta go yeah yeah you know we'll we'll, we'll never know we'll never know yeah. the truth i um i guess the big the the other big question is and this is the mid discussed on on each and every episode of the dlr cast is what's dave gonna do next what is
0: he doing well well here's we the, loved you, it we love you dave what are you doing man i think this Entertain all goes us. i think this goes radio silence i mean i think the as far as this piece of news with sammy's tour which as i said before I'm not dissing Sammy at all. This is a great fucking idea. He's done variations of this tour of war, but to actually brand it as a Van Halen, because he all said, well, I'm going to do some of my hits. But to have Joe there, I mean, they're going to go, they're going to play Dave stuff. I really am excited to see what the set list is going to be like. Um, I don't think it's going to be equal. I think there'll be more stuff from Sammy's era. But... Yeah. The fact that they are really branding this. I mean, Sammy goes out practically every summer anyway, doing these same sheds for the most part, right? I mean, he didn't go out last summer because this thing was coming out. He's been pretty active. Lord knows Dave hasn't been, but he's right. done it, you know, he's he's gone out with Jason Bonham regularly. He's a part of the band. Mike Lanthe's been in there the whole time. I mean, it's he's I mean, I just think him being out on the road doing whatever version of Greatest Hits has been fantastic for him and fantastic for the fans, but this is a step above. Cause it's now like with Satriani in there. Okay. Yeah. It's basically the same band. I mean, shit, it's practically chicken foot for God's sakes, right. you know, <laughs> but not Chad but the, Smith, but Jason. Bonner. Right. But the fact that it's branded real best of all worlds, you know, it's that this is As really,
2: in a, best of both worlds. Yeah. It's right. The Van right. Halen and, connection there. And yeah. it's going to be three quarters, Van Halen set list.
0: Yeah. And he's going to, it's a real tribute to that when there's nothing else really going on with that. Um, and when he came said those quotes, and then the next day also on Eddie Trunk saying, Well, from the bottom of my heart, I'd love right. to have him there. I mean From I'd the bottom wasn't... of his heart.
1: <laughs> Can I be but, a total killjoy and contradict all this?
0: Well, hold on one second. I was what I was saying <laughs> is that I think, you know, the fact that the last thing I think he expected was for Dave to 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 say what he said to you guys, that this right. quote was going the last thing because you know so he in a weird way him backwalking it a bit was a little bit of stepping in it but what he said makes total sex said he's like he's not invited on the tour no fucking way. right you know?
2: yeah and well and sammy responded kind of backtracked yeah. on social media yeah yeah that's the he made that he he said uh you know i i meant just you know a song or two did i mean a whole tour no fucking right. way is how he put it on right. instagram or wherever
1: so here's where I'm going to be the killjoy contrarian. I saw Sammy about two years ago. I love
2: Vegas. this, Steve. I love when Darren plays the killjoy contrarian. I'm is, not
1: trying to be, I just love, love it. About, no, this
2: is the odd couple of podcasts.
1: Realistic it. expectations so that they're yeah. under and over to. So I think that the way that Sammy sold this tour is not what you're going to get. So seeing Sammy two years ago in Vegas I forget which casino it was. It was a just off strip one. And his band was Bonham, Michael Anthony, and Vic, who I feel that he threw Vic under the bus on this one, on that Howard Stern interview, because Vic Johnson's great. And he's been his loyal dude anytime Saturani's not around. But anyway, the show was close to three hours. I believe he opened with the chicken foot song. I think he did two or three Montrose songs. He did all Van Hagar solo hits and one or two Roth songs, which Michael Anthony sang. I think he did Ain't Talking About Love and maybe Unchained or yeah. Somebody Get Me a Doctor. I, I'm i pretty sure that's what he did. I th- And then he brought out Trombone Shorty for one or two songs. I think that that's what this show is going to be. Instead of Trombone Shorty, it's going to be whatever guy from Zebra or Dokken or Loverboy or Sticks or whatever the local market is, that guy comes up for one or two, three things. Then I can't drive 55, your love is driving me crazy, etc. Now, he did all the Van Hagar songs you could expect, except for one, which is outside of his range. I think it was Dreams he's no longer doing. or at He
2: least said he's not going to do it.
1: Yeah, so in yeah. other words, I think the show I saw two years ago is the show that you're going to see on this tour. They just weren't calling it the best of all worlds or whatever. Oh, you
2: th- yeah, but see, I, th- I think... He- my understanding is he's going to add even more. Add even that- more Van Halen to the set
0: list. That's what I thought. That's w- what I took it to be as well. I mean, especially... Shoot, Darren, if he does go where you, where you think he's going to go, that's going to be a major disappointment because I think the whole world is, is expecting mostly 80% Van Halen, right? It's, and a lot more from his era that he is. hasn't played in ages. You know, <laughs> guys,
2: it's, they're the only songs <laughs> that they played to promote the tour on Stern and Drunk were Van Halen songs. I yeah. mean, that's that's making a promise.
1: I you know? I predict you will get Moss Tequila times 10 on this tour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Because when I saw him in Vegas, his backdrop and the signs and all that were there to promote his booze company. The dude flies private. The dude overpays <laughs> his crew. I think that this tour is a booze commercial because when we talk about Sammy as the businessman, I, now, didn't he only sell the Cabo Wabo tequila and then all the other spirits are still growing businesses? Believe like so, Sammy's yeah. Beach Bar Rum, the Santo. That wasn't part of the original, right?
2: I don't believe so. So he sold 80% of the Cabo Wabo tequila, and, but everything, everything else is his.
0: I I got to mention something that made me laugh so out loud last week, <laughs> thanks to Darren oh um, or the week before. No, 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 you know what this is. So, Darren will very often forward me these press releases he gets. And oftentimes, <laughs> <laughs> oftentimes, oh no. a yes. lot of them, maybe I don't know what percentage, it's a high percentage, are Sammy Hagar non music related press releases, right? So, like the day after, right, he goes on Stern, Darren forwards me a press release from maybe that same day, the same after for. I don't know, some alcohol related thing. And all I replied back to Darren was yesterday's announcement wasn't enough. Are you fucking
2: kidding me? Yeah, he's, was it the, was it the seltzer? He's got some kind of a seltzer now, right?
1: Oh, if I can, I, if you just heard me typing, I had to pull up the press release, the press release, which went out on November 16th, has the following title. Sammy Hagar has the holiday gifts to make your jingle bells rock. Oh boy. Okay. The stern appearance is November 14th. I mean, (laughs) you
0: know, the week wasn't busy enough, right? I mean, (laughs) Wow.
1: So the press release of first, first paragraph of Schilling is about his Sammy's beach bar rum and his beach bar cocktail company. So I guess the canned cocktails are separate from the rum. The next paragraph is about his cocktail making book. uh, Sammy Hagar's greatest cocktail hits. The next one is about Van Halen Collection 2 box set. The next one's about the Best of All Worlds tour. And was there something else hidden in there? <laughs> no, but the last paragraph is, I've included more detailed information about these offerings. Please let, you know, let me know if you're interested in featuring in any holiday gift guides you may be working on. So this came from a non-music publicist. Yeah. So Sammy Hagar has to be in your gift guide.
2: What do you guys think he's making from the collection too because he's really he's he did quite a bit of promotion for that he put up videos he and mikey uh telling stories about 5150 which we put up on on the desk you know i i gotta i gotta assume by the fact that he's done quite a bit of promotion for it he's getting some coin I like he's it. getting a fourth i don't think so no
0: I think he's getting something for it, but I also look at well, it... Well, he's you know, on the
2: publishing, one-fourth one of the publishing. Yeah,
0: right? so I think he's, get, he's definitely getting something for me. Is he making huge bank? Probably not. But, I mean, I have no idea how that thing is selling, but I look at it a little bit holistically. I mean, this is a guy who I think sometimes forgets to do this, but when he really gears up for it, wants to remind people and protect his legacy of his chapter with Van Halen, and also, I think, protect Mikey as well with it, because, as we all know, Mike got freaking... Pl- Not only thrown under the bus, but, you know, was put in reverse and went over again, too. I mean, it just it's it's so damn sad. Right. I mean, and the focus since the reunion has been the, you know, the Dave era, really, even even a lot of times, you know, even after Eddie's passing, you know, I mean, so much of it. I mean, when, you know, even ancillary stuff, when Wolfgang has talked about Van Halen, it's all been about that era and when dave was back and that do you know what i'm saying i mean sammy's right. all, i don't want to say forgotten because people haven't forgotten but as far as i think in the zeitgeist i think sammy's you know wants to remind people that he was a part of this, this which is i think moment maybe to, that's to do so yeah, yeah and that's this tour is it.
1: part of it too right so yeah. makes perfect He'll, sense He'll joy alert Kill Joy alert. <laughs> um, the reason why i'm not i'm saying he's not making a lot of bank is when you talk about it from the publishing perspective now yeah. this may have changed in the last five or years or so since i kept up on publishing but usually they allot around a dollar per record for publishing and so if it's a three-way split or a four-way split minus covers or anything like that you're like okay so Twenty-five cents per disc, and it's like five discs. Okay, so it's a dollar twenty-five at best. And how many units of it are they actually going to sell? Uh, Fifteen thousand at best. So uh, yeah. you know, for any of us, that's an amazing payday. But we're talking about un- well under fifty grand on the publishing. Well under 50 well grand. in terms of the sales, this well, is a heavy, yeah. expensive box set.
0: But I yeah, would bet yeah. also that with all this attendant publicity you saw streams of all that of that album in that era really increase within the last like 2 or 3 months cuz it was in it was
2: right it, so almost like this Best of All Worlds tour is almost like a tour to promote an album it's almost like it's yeah. it's coming on the tail end of the release of Collection 2 and in Sammy's mind maybe that's also the way he's looking at it like let's go out there and uh, and and promote the Collection 2
1: no way no way To promote the booze, booze. <laughs> promote the the booze. booze. Cause, cause but think i think it.
2: he's extremely proud of his time with it which i don't blame him no he shouldn't and and, and, and and to be honest sorry dave i know dave you're giving us exclusive quotes but i'm a sammy fan too i love both those guys i love yeah. both the, and i became a fan in 1988 so that was when sammy was there so i have some great memories of those years
0: so no trade secrets but Give us going back for a minute. I mean, how does this how do you guys get this quote? You're hearing from the publicist directly, right? Oh yeah, whatever it might be, and I saying, I've Jerry. got ex- I've got an exclusive.
2: Right, right. And- it was uh it was a it was a it was a woman. I remember a Jerry you
1: know, who handles his accounting and management and tour management and
2: didn't get the name from from Jeff. It was just I remember a she, you know. Yeah. So um uh, so she reached out to us and basically just, you know, uh, gave us the quote and, um, <clears throat> and also wanted to, you know, let people know, you know, Sammy never, or nor his people ever approached Dave or Dave's people about a tour or anything. This was news to
0: him is basically what he was saying. It's, it's when you think of it, it's pretty crazy, right? Seven words really just like turned around the whole promotional <laughs> yeah. scheme for this tour. Right. I mean, cause that's yeah. all anybody's been talking about. And I mean, let's face it. We're no sooner going to see Dave jump on any stage on that tour than we would Alex Van Halen. Right. I mean, so what happens? So what w- what happens after this?
1: Nothing. Hell I yeah. yeah. Sammy
0: answered it. That's, you know,
1: I think that we don't see Dave on this tour, but I think we continue to see the occasional corporate gig, Steve Stevens, Matt Sorum kind of thing where he keeps talking. Yeah. Cause my, my theory on Dave is there's only two reasons he does something. And, and I don't blame him for this. If my theory is not wrong, it's it pays him a lot of money or it's a bucket list life experience thing. So those Vegas gigs are to put money in his pocket, which he then uses to do something that he's been itching or dying to do. So doing one show for Sammy Hagar is a money loser for him because, again, he has to fly out his own people for that and be extravagant and get his new outfits etc he loses money doing the sammy thing all while being criticized hmm. it's a lose-lose for dave you know yeah, one he... thing we
2: haven't discussed too is just what you think of the joe satriani performance because that made headlines too well he's he he did a terrible job doing the mean street intro and there's a lot of I, I just I, – I, I, I'm not worried that Joe Satriani is he's no. going to do just fine.
0: Listen, yeah. the Mean Streets thing was just off the cuff, for goodness sakes. When was the last time he played it before then? Who the hell knows, right? But I could tell you from watching the Stern thing a couple times, I loved how he sounded on Good Enough.
2: Yes, I agree. And 5150, I thought he sounded good. Yeah. Nights nice, Sounded sounded pretty good. There was a little – but again, give give him how many months of rehearsal time? Exactly. I mean, this, the tour doesn't start until – jesus what is it going to be summer january february march i mean i think it's going to be a good six months yeah. seven months so i'm not worried about that it's just that the the, the reality is joe's not going to he's not going to be an eddie clone he's going to do the van halen songs but it's going to be joe satriani so it's going to have his feel it's going to have his i don't even think he's going to go for eddie's tone i don't know but yeah, I mean, it's... I
0: don't think he's going to mess around with the solos and the melodies. Maybe he might, you know. You don't know, think it's interesting,
2: gonna... uh, so, Steve, that Sammy said that the solo Satriani will be doing, I'm drawing a blank on the song title, but it was like, it's going to be an instrumental that, it's going to be a Satch instrumental. It's not going to be Eruption or anything like that. Oh, no,
0: no. I meant the that's solos. That's cool. The, I think that's totally cool. Right, right. I, I, think, I meant, you know, I don't think he's going to take crazy liberties with, the you know, the riffing and the solos in the Correct. actual songs okay. themselves, you know? I mean, yep that's like hearsay really. But, he, but, he, but yeah,
2: just as an aside too, I think it's interesting that we're going to get a, a Satriani solo, which is cool. Cause I think we can all agree. We all love Satriani, don't we? Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Flying in a blue dream, surfing with the alien. That's when I jumped on board and been a fan ever since the, uh, the uh, extremist or extremist, however you pronounce that. That was another great yeah. one. And, you know, just been following him ever since.
0: You know, I was just thinking too, because I keep saying this, I just think it's, a, it's, Well, it's not the most novel idea. I mean, it's evolutionary when you think of it. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's not the word I'm looking for. But I was saying before that it's what Sammy putting this together is just a great freaking idea. You know, I mean, all you know, it's just it's really smart. And I'm like, in a perfect world, Dave does this two years ago with maybe it's not Steve Vibe, but maybe it is Steve Stevens. And going out with a couple of guys where it's like, you know what i mean where it's a bit Hell no yeah. not no knock on his other bands but nobody knows who these guys are nobody cares no man i tell you what if you corporate put an gigs. all-star band together that's going to bring some more people in the seats because you're going to go sure holy shit those corporate i corporate that gigs With steve stevens
2: you know certainly that that how many roth fans are saying ah that would be cool well, Part because <laughs> steve stevens was was in the running for the intimate smile band
0: yeah and you yep. know what that reminds me too part of part well, of the considered novice, or no, it, you know what it was? Didn't Dave reach out? To it, to it, to he, he was offered yeah. it, but he
2: was with Billy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But part of the novelty and the curiosity for that sort of things remind me the same thing that I'm always curious about Kings of Chaos or what's the Alice Cooper, Johnny Depp thing. These Hollywood all-star vampires. covers. Hollywood yes, vampires. Sorry, I keep yeah. on that. Um, where it's these kind of all-star bands with these amazing lineups where you're really getting your money's worth. And But the curiosity factor for me is like going, oh, shit, man. I'd love to see Matt Soren play with that guy or Steve Stevens. Do you know what I mean? It's I right. mean, for, for rockheads out there. So I mean, so this would have been the perfect and coolest but least likely thing for Dave to do, say two years ago, let's say, right yeah. or even last year. I mean uh,
2: look, the Stones just put out a, an amazing album. Oh Acting God Diamond, bless you. I love it. And they're gonna tour. Yeah. And they're 79, 80 years old. Dave is what's late 60s. And judging by the fact that he's he's quoted as saying i'm ready i'm in for a for a tour that tells us that he's at least okay enough to to get out there again and that's good news i'm hoping i would love i would love to see Dave get back out there again he loves he loves to entertain it's what he does yeah. but he's also a guy with a lot of different he juggles a lot of different interests and you know he's not going to do the same thing over and over again so he i think you know he. Uh, you know, you wonder. I think I would I would bet he's a guy who still has some uh yeah, he's still got some uh some things left that he wants to do on his bucket list. He's just that type of guy. I think so, yeah. but
1: I don't know if that's in the musical realm. Right. right.
2: Exactly. That and that's where I'm going. Like maybe he's just done with all that. I I don't know.
1: But so what the people who know stuff. I, I hate to be so vague. But people who know stuff, who've worked with him in the last five years said that he is selective as to when he's doing music. He has other interests and he pursues them. And if you notice, he's not actively podcasting at the same time he's doing music. Yeah. So My theory is that Dave has and this is not what somebody told me, but this is my theory based on studying Daveology uh, for the past few years is that. for
0: he- well, research for your book. Related Coming, to January 2nd. January 2nd.
1: I Can't wait. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think that Dave picks four or five things at a given time that he goes, I'm going to be perfect at this. I'm going to master this. And building a theory on a theory, the periods that he was singing great, which is pretty much 97 to 2007, it's because vocal lessons were in that. And then there's other periods where he goes, oh, I'm going to learn Japanese calligraphy or sword play. Or he picks uh, Portuguese or Japanese. He picks something that's not related to his vocal training. And that's when his singing's not as great. Interesting. So, yeah. So I don't think that he's a year round singer. I think he just goes, you know what I feel like doing for the next few months? Recording. And then that's when he keeps renting out Henson and doing these impromptu sessions. I don't think he's been at Henson since the van halen re-records
2: which was may of may of this year 2022 or 2021 i can't i think
1: it was 2022 when i got some text messages and and all that kind of stuff
2: well what did you guys think of his corporate gig appearances
1: good Mm. bad uh, brutal yeah yeah
0: very generic and a little cringy
1: but the first corporate appearance, no video has emerged from it. That's um, the 50th birthday, the 40th or 50th birthday party of the PayPal co-founder who made everyone sign an NDA to attend that was in Mexico. In
0: Mexico, yeah.
1: Yeah. No video has uh, emerged from that. And I I don't know if that was just he did three songs, but I know that Coolio was on the bill and so was Cardi B.
2: Yeah, just before Coolio died.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: right. yeah yeah um yeah i i uh boy yeah i just uh i saw the saw the footage too and it, it's yeah it, it's boy yeah it's it's not the dave that we remember from from back in the day and I, you know i but i always say that but it's like what he did between 78 and say 88 even early 90s you know um i just i always have to remind myself like what he did during that period because he he he, it's just jaw-dropping performances you know that he that he put he put so much out there during that period that i remember thinking even in 91 when a little in enough came out and he was starting to look a little older and his voice was not as as good as it was in 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 the past i thought boy what's what's it going to be like 10 years from now 20 years from now you know um Cause i think he's that that kind of guy he just he put it all out there yeah and, you know uh, but that is an interesting point about the the vocals there and about you know depending on what he's doing is how we're going to hear him sound vocally and you know his his vision for the longest time was van halen and then when he became a solo artist was the his solo career and to to um you know, not, not only expand as an artist and do things, you know, because as we know, we him and smile and skyscraper and literally enough, each album was so different that he was, yeah. it was interesting, but, but he was really focused on his career. So it was record, tour, record, tour, you know, now it's, you know, he's just, uh,
0: he just doesn't have that singular focus anymore. Darren, you remind me that, that not singing, sing bit, I think if I remember correctly, he harkens back. He talks about this a bit in his autobiography was when he got the call for the 96, the two, to do the two songs, he had really yeah. been months since I sang, you got to, I haven't mm-hmm. trained that muscle. You know what yep. I mean? It's like, he just, and I mean, he
2: worked hard through that because Ed and Al actually complimented him. Yeah. And after he the fall, wasn't ready for that. Really. Yeah. He pushed through it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I think that now, Eric, you are totally right. That, how can you top, you know, where he was at on the skyscraper tour? Because we're
2: always going to compare him to, we're always going to compare Dave today to Dave in the past. Right, and he's always and up against that. The
1: uh, the concert that I'm endlessly obsessed with from '99 in Finland, yeah, MTV3. <laughs> he is amazing. Yes, at that. he's the best. And then you look at the 2002 Hartford show which i think was supposed to be a dvd the way that it's filmed that you see on youtube i was and there look at oh you were there for that
2: i was there yeah
1: wow
2: yeah wow. absolutely
1: he sounds great on that and the- i remember
2: yeah playing that vhs back when we was just v- i said to my friend i go what what year do you think this is because he's not a diehard fan he goes i don't know is this from like 80s or something like that i'm like no this is from and at the time it was only like two years old because but yeah, because they, but of, of course Dave's Dave's look was <laughs> those outfits he was wearing.
1: They were like one powder
2: blue skin tight onesies.
1: He was wearing what the triplets from the No Holds Barred. Right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> was yeah. but like yeah. you know, bless him for being able to pull that off. So I'm I'm right. reiterating like DLR band album until 2007. Van Halen, he was fantastic for about ten years. Yeah. Then. Did it all slow down when he became Japan, Dave? Like when he started getting the head-to-toe tattoos and the sword play and the calligraphy, is that when he just stopped taking the vocal lessons?
0: Well, yeah. Van Halen was so largely inactive. I mean, there's a, that's a big run of time where 2007, the rehearsing, the great tour, the great shows, and then, God knows, you know, then nothing until really 2011, 2012, more or less. Although we know, as we found out, that a different kind of truth a lot of that stuff was recorded or bits of pieces of recorded before you know a lot way in, a lot earlier than when it first came out but still when you think of it there's about a good five years there of not too much van halen activity he did nothing solo no solo dates you know yeah. so i mean for all uh, yeah for, I
2: remember that right for, people were so like is he under contract like we're like he can't do anything else yeah like,
0: for all the activity that we saw we were so jazzed about 2007 2015 eight years um, uh, you know they never were big world tours i mean what they australia was like what and japan but they didn't do a big european they didn't do a big european right. thing a big uk thing Um, uh, you know the 2007 tour was i don't know you know us only i think yeah, right? the there's UK, a couple Can- Can- yeah. canadian dates there at all
2: uk has never been uh yeah van helen has rarely done much to uh
0: yeah to, um, and to please two, the
2: UK fans
0: 2012 alive. was a different kind of truth tour. I mean it wasn't like they were going out on these three-year treks, you know I mean or anything
2: yeah and, and the dynamics of the band had to this is maybe maybe speaking to Darren's comments maybe maybe uh Dave ran out of steam because uh, as we as we can plainly see on the 07 tour it, it looks as if he just put everything into that tour and it shows and then maybe not so much in the ensuing tours because the dynamics within the band, the politics of the band, this wasn't his band anymore. So maybe he was just like, and this is all speculation. Maybe he was just like, look, this this band is obviously so important to me. I'm just going to, I'm going to keep going here and give my best, but this isn't like it used to be, you know, well, I can't, I'm not calling the shots here. It, I have no decision. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they did let him
0: make some of the decisions. Well, uh, it's, it's but, easy to mention that because I'm sure even back in the prime, he was kind of the outsider to a degree, right? I mean, he did his own thing so much at a time anyway. When they would get together, it was Mikey, Alex, and Eddie putting down song ideas. It wasn't like they were all woodshedding together, mm. right? So he's kind of like this. And yeah. then, and then, you know, now you've got three Van Halens, as Dave said, you know, it's, uh you know, inevitable. one part inevitable, three parts genetical or whatever yeah, the hell it yeah, was, right? right? Or, uh, but when you, yeah, but when you think of it, part? they don't yeah, even... Then you're even more of an outsider, so to speak. So, I mean, yeah, I think, Eric, to your point, it, it wasn't all for one, one for all. And it may have never, it was that for a while, for a long time. Those first six albums, I think, may at least the first three in those tours. Uh, yeah. But
2: would, would you rather see him do a Vince Neal, which Mick Mars just finally <laughs> revealed? Because everybody, I think, was always wondering, like, why is Vince Neal, like, as soon as the Motley Crue tour is over, he's out on tour as a solo artist doing pretty much the same set list. And Mick Mars was like, Vince just hates being at home.
1: Yeah. Oh Well, <laughs> yeah. Vince Neal, I love reading Vince Neal court documents. <laughs> uh, love. Darren's got some strange Quote hobbies. Quote of the episode
2: right there, Steve. Quote <laughs> yeah. of the episode.
1: So, <laughs> Isolate that,
2: and that's your, there's your promo.
1: So Vince Neal has this. Um, I love Darren. Out for bankruptcy a few times. And has he really? Wow. Because
2: yeah. oh, he's had, uh, how many times
1: he's been married? Four, I believe. Yeah. And uh I give that guy kudos to the number of times he's rebounded uh and mm-hmm. got it super rich again. Motley has had more windfalls than any band. They, right. You know, the stadium tour, the stadium tour two, selling off their masters again. Motley Crue has so many windfalls. It's amazing.
2: Remember and, when he was doing reality shows? and Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Was like it, was, it was like kind of bizarre. It was a
2: surreal life, I think is what he was on. And it was I, surreal. L-
0: listen, I got to give Motley Crue. A huge props for you know basically convincing so many people that they're a stellar live act after
2: all these years well, <laughs> yeah and they got john five and it should have been it should have been our guy dave's guy
0: right right exactly. I that's the
2: tour we would have wanted dave with john five on tour they, there you um, go
1: that i totally agree on on that end as well john five is great for any band that he chooses to be part of even if it's katie lang who was one of his you know, first bosses.
2: Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: If could do anything. Yeah. He's up, anything. Right? And a
2: cool guy. seems like, of a course, really cool guy. One well, the of, nicest guys what we around. were talking
1: about with all that with the, you know, the Dave doing the Vince Neil kind of thing is kind of where he was at in 2003, where on the O2 tour, Brian Young said this when I interviewed him. He said, basically, they were just playing the first two Van Halen albums and a nods and ends thing or two. And then the tour setlist kept evolving to basically being greatest hits with one or two deep cuts. I so- think he was
2: rehearsing for his return to Van Halen and just getting paid
1: for it. That is the, th- that is one of the theories right? that, that was yeah. supposed to happen. And another one of the things that was told to me was that the original Hagar rock tour was supposed to go about 18 months and go overseas and all that. And Sammy pulled the plug on it. Dave was ready to keep mm-hmm. going.
2: I think so- I told you guys, maybe like the last time I was on, it was a while back, but when they came to Connecticut, I was supposed to interview Sammy at the radio station I was working at and Sammy backed out last minute. And my program director said that Sammy's tired of doing all the interviews. Dave's supposed to be helping out, and he's not. So fuck him. I'm not gonna go. You know, not fuck me. I mean, you know, I <laughs> not <know. laughs> But no, fuck Dave. You know, I'm not gonna. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. You know, but that that was just the at that point we were getting towards the end. I think that was getting towards like the New York show that was to end.
1: Yeah,
0: tour, was so. Dave doing interviews? I mean, there was that yeah, big initial press conference, but was he and doing after interviews that, to advance the
2: shows? Think, I don't think, I don't he, think did, so. he did. Um...
1: He did. There's the no Carson Daly was after. Point.
2: Carson Daly was what? No, was Carson Daly during the Carson, Carson Daly, Daly, Daly was, was during that tour.
1: I think was O2 during that tour. And right. one of the best TV performances. Dave is at yeah, Mean
2: Street. And, yeah. yeah. And and Dave was so great as a guest on that.
1: <laughs> I don't and know. Carson's if just like,
2: at- just, just let Dave go. Just BSing with Dave.
1: But actually that uh, interview with Carson Daly is one of the things that I build a lot of my Daveology on. Oh, cool. It, He was saying in that interview, and keep in mind that Carson Daly interview is not listenable because Dave is just flying (laughs) off the rails. And Carson Daly is calling him out on it. But he asked, he
2: he had the wrong number of alphabets and uh, uh, letters in the alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He
1: he said something along the lines of, "There isn't one photo of Dave in his in his own house. Right? Doesn't keep any old stuff." And he said something along the lines of one bad review will ruin my day yeah
2: ruin my yeah ruin my week or something he said yeah I have that almost yeah. verbatim I, I remember watching it so much yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and you hear that and you go oh so that's why the dude doesn't want to look back mm-hmm. so yeah. so much that's why you know he's Portraying this character of this egotistical person, but that's not really who he is. Right, yeah. But then again, he's been doing that character so long that you don't know where the Diamond Dave ends. Yeah,
2: it's it's kind of like. Do, do you guys remember? Do you <laughs> Carson Daly tries to bring up the Tom Sawyer thing of how Dave loves to read uh- Huck Finn. Huck Finn, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, he goes, you know, Dave, there's a there's a there's a non sexy side to you, and Dave goes, no, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, and, so- then, Go- and then Carson's like, you know, they just, there's nobody like you these days. Like, you know, he's just like, he's not even going argue. He's like, oh, yeah, no. He goes, I've, I've gone from rock star to, what did he say? I've gone to rock star to action figures. <laughs> and he got so that-, that scarf around his neck.
1: That might be my favorite era of. Oh, I love Dave. And yeah. I see that because he knew that he was an older guy or getting there. He knew that people wanted the van halen hits but there was humility going on at the same time so he was doing a lot of interviews i got him in 03 because he would talk in in my market alone he spoke to me Newsday, and good times all the pitch this one long island show and that was because mitch schneider and his team were probably going dave you have to do press no one knows what no holds barbecue or the diamond dave album are you can't do it (laughs) So he was relatable. He was attainable. He had the Sopranos cameo, the Conan cameo. Yeah. And then he goes dark and then he does the K rock thing. And then he goes dark and then he goes Van Halen. And then he goes dark. And I don't think we ever really got Dave back again after that mid two thousands.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Can I, am I the only one who actually likes strumming with the devil? Like Jamie's crying. I love. (laughs) Crickets, crickets.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't hate it but I hate the jump version. The jump
2: one, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's hard to listen to.
2: <laughs> yeah, I and remember that. And he did
1: that live when I saw him in New I, York in o- new-
2: Six. Dude, you were there. I was there too.
1: <laughs> this theater, I think we'll probably, or best Buy theater.
2: Yes, yeah,
0: Nokia Theater, I think it
1: was. The most shocking thing to me that night is like ladies and gentlemen on drums Jimmy DeGrasso. And I'm like, "Wait, what? He got a new drummer?"
0: Former Y&T drummer right, and T drummer and uh megadeth a megadeth a wow. ton of other people rat drummer
1: yeah i i didn't realize that he changed drummers mid-tour like that but that period i think dave was doing the k-rock radio show and strumming with the devil and still doing press you know he goes through these periods of oh yeah plus he was an emt at that time too yeah
2: <laughs> and, and then remember he did the fourth of people. july thing in boston in 04, oh I think. yeah the pops, the pops. yeah awesome pops yeah yeah i was still you know like i'm that guy i'm that fan it's like anytime he's on my radar was just like oh he's on and in those yeah, days you know, it'd be here. like yeah bust out the vhs to record it or you know whatever yeah yeah, yeah or, the or, same way. Or like, wait for it to hit youtube and download it you know <laughs> collect yeah. it all
0: it, that I was the same way. I was like, Oh, he's on. And then followed yeah. by, Oh shit. What do you do that for? Really? The boss. Is, huh? <laughs> I mean, I'm I happy still, to uh, see him, but at the same time, like,
2: oh. I still remember when little Lean enough came out, I was so
0: fired oh, up yes. for that. And
2: I remember I I that. They have the VHS cassette somewhere with, with the MTV interview that to promote it. Uh, and he's, and he's sitting in the Jeep from the little lean enough video. Uh, and, yeah, it was um Norris uh, with, uh Norris. Year. Yeah, he he was interviewing him. And I'll just never forget I was just so excited to see that. And he's like, you know, you gotta balance a little of little little sense of humor and a little fury, with a little sense of humor. You know, it's good to have one, <laughs> but you gotta have both. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like everything that he would say, I would memorize and like, you know, regurgitate in parties and people would look at me like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like I'm not Diamond Dave. I can't say it as cool as Dave does.
0: Hey, just two weeks ago, I said somebody I said to somebody on a team's call, I said I'm like a lightning bolt in your Cheerios,
1: <laughs> homeboy.
0: And they looked at me like, <laughs> homeboy,
1: it's lightning bolt in your Cheerios, I homeboy, homeboy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, some of the quotes, some. I mean, like he's got like hundreds of them throughout the years. You know, there's one book I have that was the one I think I told you about Mimi Wawa, whatever the hell it's called, where it's like just Dave quotes. Do you remember I, t- I, sent that I sent you guys the picture of that? Yeah, you were wondering if it exists, and I have it here somewhere. And it just yeah, so I
1: things. look at that as an as a missed opportunity because if Dave wants to be selective about how much he says or what he does, there should have been that second book. Somebody told you yes. yeah. know stuff told me that Hyperion did not want to deal with him and gave him the book rights back. After Mm. Crazy from the Heat. But he was contracted, I believe, through them for another book. And Frank Meyer told us on this podcast. Ah,
2: I just had Frank on my podcast.
1: Well, Frank Frank. written a trillion books. And he and Dave had been shopping a book in the early 2000s before he went back to Van Halen. So there should have been another Van Halen book. There should have been a speaker's kind of tour, which is something he'd been helming with. With Henry Rollins, there's just so many projects that if he doesn't want to go out and sing Yankee Rose, that's fine. But we want some kind of Dave.
0: Well, given the popularity of rock memoirs and all things related, Eric, as you know, with the Book on Rock podcast, and there's so many. And my day job, I mean, the last 10 or 12 years, when you think of it, there's so been many. so many great authorized, especially authorized books. Yes. I mean, best-selling books. I mean, for goodness' sakes, Dave with a, maybe a better editor and the follow-up, to Crazy from the Heat Part Two, whatever you want to call it. I mean, feel crazy a couple...
2: after all this heat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right now he's he's got three I mean, he, people. It's a lost help
0: opportunity.
2: Him. Well, he's got Darren to be the ghostwriter. He's oh. got he's got Steve to 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 be the publicist to promote <laughs> it, and then he's got me to uh, you know we'll, I'll get out there I'll, I'll interview Dave. And we'll have him. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. let's go. I'm
1: I'm fine with that now. With somebody who knows him, I said to him, you know, what do you think of the whole Sammy thing? Like how do you think that Dave feels about all the coverage? And he goes, "Dave loves this. Dave loves the fact that the media picked up attention on this and talked about it and talked about him favorably." So I said, yeah. "So how do you think he feels about my book?" Yeah, that's going to be interesting, right there.
2: Wow. And and
1: I said, I think there's a Dave Fatwa on me coming soon. And the person, a Dave Fatwa is the best kind.
2: So, yeah, uh, you're expecting maybe good and bad responses from Dave on
1: it? I'm expecting to be audited by the IRS. (laughs) I'm expecting just all sorts of passive aggressive. Things, but the book is very nice about him. It just points out that sometimes we didn't get the true story on some stuff. But it's everyone just talking about how he is the greatest frontman of all time for the most part. As
2: a fan, you are you able to separate yourself? I mean, because as a fan, would it will it bum you out if you were to hear directly from him? Look, motherfucker, you put that in your book. <laughs> You'd be like, Dave, sorry, I uh
1: <laughs> I would point blank to say. Dave, this book primarily talks about how you were the greatest frontman of all yeah. time, and everybody's saying that. And I gave you multiple chances to read this and tell me everything that's inaccurate in the book. I just okay. did not get back to me even to say no. What am I supposed to do?
2: Right. Okay. There you go. Record that, Steve. <laughs> Keep that for Just in case, for if there's any legal action, we got
1: that. I reached out through his team. Yeah. Four different publicists at different times.
2: Well, maybe he'll love it then. You know, maybe he just loves the fact that somebody's writing a book about him, man. I can't imagine him, you know, um, being disappointed in that.
1: I think when he reads the words bar mitzvah in the first chapter, he'll go, oh, <laughs> I hate this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it, man. Thank Jane, you. Thank Jane. you. Yeah. January 2nd, the book comes out. What's the title again?
1: DLR book, How David Lee Roth Changed the World. again positive title
2: links will be in the show notes you can pre-order
1: now are you you guys are
2: you guys ready did you put in the book darren um the podcast did you mention it somewhere at the end or the beginning like i mentioned the
1: podcast i mentioned van halen news desk i i mentioned everyone and everything steve's name is in there because because i
2: would think you guys are going to get a nice bump in listens too i mean i'm sure you already do well but just with that book out you're going to get some more people like curious like it, what's it, this DLR cast all about
0: it, it gives us uh it gives us you know more to talk about to say yeah. the least. Yes. You know, maybe Darren can do it. We can do a special episode. You reading chapter one. You know? Oh <laughs> so no one wants that.
2: Hey, are you <laughs> gonna do an audio book, Darren? Because those are like vocal f- fry. Talk about vocal. I mean, that's like
1: Yeah. It, it's I, not easy. I, I brought a proposal to my book publisher and they didn't even respond
2: <laughs> Okay. <laughs>
1: no. I, I basically had a great idea for an audiobook, which is an actor friend of mine who was in some TV shows. He would play Dave. In other words, it would be me or some kind of narrator reading all the passages oh, okay time it's a dave quote it would have been this friend doing that and then i would have gotten this guy who's a singer songwriter to do that and it would just be a random collection of people you know oh that well that's the steve i person but yet that is a person who's had music on the radio i was going to call in all sorts of weird favors, but they didn't even say no
2: wow okay well, yeah, yeah, I mean because. I think you're better off' because from what I hear, it's just an exhausting you know you're recording and and you gotta fix you you make a mistake, yeah. gotta go back, and your voice is shot, you know, you're just
1: well, yeah, it takes but, a long time but Eric, I'm throwing it back to you, um booked on rock, who's recent, who's coming Oh up. yeah, what's your yeah, what man, you got book wise
2: it's it's really doing so it's doing so good i mentioned i did have frank meyer on who i love that guy has got the greatest story he's been everywhere i mean everywhere. this guy he's got um what did he have a story about going to see um T's uh, body count and, and they come out with uzis on stage and he's talking about that and uh yeah so i just had frank on uh had actually the the dirty dancing songwriters we just mentioned that uh mm-hmm. stacy weidlitz and john d nicola triumph singer And guitarist, Rick Emmett.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, I've got that bookmarked. I've been meaning to listen to that. I was away all week. I love Rick.
2: Yeah. Great interview. Uh, had an episode on Grateful Dead. There's a book on the 50 most important memorable concerts, Dead History. Uh, t- 50 Years of Kiss with Martin Popoff. He, he's oh, got the book know? out. Uh, yes. <laughs> thank you. And Steve, that was interesting because that was when you were away. You you were out of work for a little while. Yeah. And there was a little bit of confusion there. Um,
0: thank you for getting pr- that done. I appreciate
2: it. <laughs> it's proof of, of how great a job Steve does because there's a little bit of miscommunication there, but we got it done. Um, life and career of Ronnie Lane of small faces and faces. Another one. Um, yeah, actually guys, you would love to, and I could reach out to the host, but I had uh, the host of my weekly mixtape Brian Colburn on, and it's such a fun podcast. It's putting together the, the perfect mixtape of a band or a topic or whatever. Of course I was on for Van Halen and that just, that episode just went up with me as a guest, but I had Brian on my show um and uh he, he's great so coming up i'm just trying to think of some of this stuff um i got coming up guys i'll,
1: I'll be on for the vince neil mixtape gonna... <laughs> <laughs> my... the first vince neil solo album is great and the second vince neil solo album is one of the worst albums you'll ever hear from anyone who sold millions of copies have you ever heard the second vince neil solo album
2: mm, was that carved in stone or what's the one
1: I believe There's that one? it's Carved Exposed is the good one, I think. And one your, you're gone.
2: invited, but your neighbor can't
1: come or something? No, that's on the good first album with Steve Stevens. Oh, okay. okay.
2: That's when he toured with uh, with bon, bon Jovi, I
1: remember. Did he? Uh, I think Vince, he opened for he, d-
2: he did, and then he also supported Bon Jovi, I believe, too, that summer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good memory. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, go to bookdonrock.com uh, we got, uh, I put up videos, video segments from the episodes too, which are fun to do. Like we, we had one uh, Stacy Wideless talking about Jeff Skunk Baxter of Steely Dan and Doobie brothers. Who's also a, he's a, a missile defense specialist yes. advisor. Yeah. It's crazy. It's That's crazy. That's crazy. The,
0: the, yeah. The day jobs and some of these guys, you know, that have, uh, that are still out there touring is uh, pretty interesting.
2: Well, there's a great story that Frank tells about seeing Axl Rose before guns and roses, like way before, like like literally right after he gets off the bus and is, is on the sunset strip. He joined, uh, he joined a band, which I, I'm now forgetting the name. Is
1: it like hard fire or something like that? Yeah. Uh, rapid fire, rapid fire. Yeah.
2: So we put up a, a video on that. And the other one that's cool is, is Rick Emmett put a video up and you can find all of this on bookdownrock.com Dot com. But Rick was talking about, he was offered to join Boston. He was offered to join. Yes in boston around the same time like early 90s Uh, but he was a little bummed because he met with tom schultz and they seemed like everything was going good but he was under the impression that it was going to be like writing songs with with tom you know and for for a boston project but they just wanted him to go out on tour you know and sing sing the songs
0: i was I was just uh, listening uh, last week before I left for my Thanksgiving vacation. I was just listening to uh, the last Triumph record that mm-hmm. Rick Emmett appeared on, on cassette. Wow. Anybody, know, anybody know the name of that album? Oh boy. Don't know. I'd have Sur- to, is it Alliance? Is there something Alliance in the title? No. Surveillance.
1: Surveillance. I don't think anybody
2: bought
0: the damn thing. It was after the Sport of Kings, which was after for Thunder Kings. seven, which was, you know, I mean, that was maybe the peak of those guys, but uh um, Steve Morse has a, a guest shot or two on uh well, about, on surveillance and that right. I'm just like, I've got all these cassettes I've been digging through, and I'm like, holy shit, why did I never get this on CD? This thing yeah. is so damn good. I mean okay. Triumph I yeah, forgot is, about
2: that album. Right, and I think radio stations did too. They
0: just gave up on it. Oh, yeah. I didn't, did. I didn't know
2: Phil X of Bon Jovi yes. was in Triumph for a couple He was, of years.
0: he did a Triumph album after rick left i which i never got around to getting because rick left (laughs) but you know i think that was like the last gasp of triumph if i recall yeah and i've got a couple rick solo albums absolutely and a few other ones what there's one spiral notebook or something i mean the guy is immensely talented
2: oh and the book is outstanding because he's it's more than just triumph he's he's um he's got a life a lot of life experience and he's got some great insight into how to just crafting a song writing a song uh some really great stuff in there you know one one before i forget is uh that i have coming up that uh I, I, tom worman who is
0: ah a yes producer
2: of you know your band steve's cheap trick yeah, the three so like huge albums he was there for yeah in color yeah. heaven tonight and dream police right and he produced crew he produced oh. uh and he, and he was poison an a.r man. guy poison, poison poison yeah, yeah. He talks Molly about in the Hatchet. book Molly Hatchet. He he talks about Molly Hatchet, the singer, having a he, <laughs> the first night he met him, the singer. I can't re- remember his name. And a tooth was so, He tooth fell out of his mouth on stage, and, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, nice to meet you, man." He's like, "Hey, nice to meet you. Did you see my tooth anywhere?" <laughs> and then he yeah. was talking about the first time he heard Boston, the demo, more than yeah. a feeling, and he was like, "Holy that, shit!"
0: That book but, is on my nightstand currently. It's uh, it's next in line. He so.
2: wanted to sign Wicked Lester a year mm-hmm. before they were Kiss, and somebody said no. He wanted to sign um, Rush, Rush, and Leonard Skinnerd. <laughs> he went to see Skinnerd, and they played a demo which included Freebird. And his partner goes, mm, "I'm not hearing any any good songs." Amazing. Yeah, yeah. He talks about all of that. He also has uh, what was the other story he had? Well, the Poison one. He said he remember Brett Michaels. Uh, bringing to him uh, every rose has its thorn, and he said those guys, not the most talented musicians I've ever worked with, but the most dedicated, hardworking guys you'll you'll find. I mean, yeah. they, you know, like Ricky Rocket had there was a drum fill he he was working on with Ricky Rocket, and and he would just be totally patient with Tom Werman, whatever you need. All those stories in the are in the book, so I'm going to ask him about that. I think yeah, I interview he, him next week. I have, there's another one I have on the Cure. Do you guys like the Cure? I love the Cure.
1: Oh, you got Lowell uh, Tullhurst? Not
2: Lowell. I want to get him, but it's Simon Price who's got a new book, Curepedia A to Z. So I'm looking forward to that one.
1: With Tom Werman, you may want to ask him about his son, Dan, who's an A&R guy as well. Oh, okay. Not a lot of father-son and uh, pairings out there from cool. labels.
0: Cool. The, the thing with Werman, real quick on this, because I've been a huge fan of of his like there's just some producers I want to check out everything they they involved in, but so many like people that he produced ended up slagging him, and the thing is he's gone yes. back at them and gone. This is bullshit. You didn't complain at the time, and Mickey the guy. Sips. I mean, I could tell you, you know, for years Rick Nielsen would, sl- you know, they actually went in and re-recorded in color with Steve Albini, which was like, you know, which was much sought after by Cheap Trick fans, but never released. And it's like, what's the point? It, this is just, this is you guys playing direct to tape and live. You know, the, the, what that, what Worman did, whether it's, what is it? Did he do Girls, Girls, Girls? And or he theater did the, of pain the theater and, pain and
2: shout out the devil. Well, no, he did shout out the devil to start. Yeah. And then the other two.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, Nugent uh, never slagged him, but there was a couple guys, D. Snyder, Nikki in particular. And it's like the guy made fucking hit records. He got a, a, time lot when, when, a, a lot of made a lot of people. When rich. That,
2: when that band was fucked up on drugs. Yeah. Big time. So he so was I, able. to –
0: it's Polish. just odd that, odd that he, you know, I mean, look, Kiss always blames Bob Ezrin on, uh, you know, music for the elders, or they take half the blame, let's say, you know, for a while they're kind of blaming it. And, you know, there's always been that sort of thing, but Worman in particular, I never understood that because his records sound great and it wasn't like he produced, you know, some bomb of a record after a gigantic follow-up. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? after a gigantic- I, It's
2: weird. It is very strange. He does talk about that in the book. Which is what led to the book because yeah. he, he started writing a column in defense of himself because he yeah, was cleared the Yeah, Clear the air. I mean the yeah. guy's How about Meatloaf singing on Ted Nugent's second album?
0: I never knew that. Bizarre. Yeah. He's yeah. on that
2: second he sings four songs on that second album because they needed Derek St. Holmes was unavailable, so they had to come up come up with somebody. Meatloaf was unsigned and they brought him in. Not not the not the really the guy that they had in mind, but he he went in there and did it. He said Meatloaf was great um hey he's got some phenomenal stories um yeah i'm I'm looking forward to that if
1: i can add nice as nice can be tom Warman uh sends thank you emails um and remembers everything and he uh he has a quick story about meeting dave once cool was he on paltrow cast Yes, recently I had the the pleasure of bothering him for about twenty five.
2: <laughs> I didn't hear that one yet. I love I love the paltric cast. I always oh you're
1: you're I, too kind. You're I too love funny.
2: I love Steve the openings. Darren will always say, you know, outside of having to you know deal with my annoying questions, how was your day today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that.
1: And they're always like, no,
2: nah, you know, my day's going pretty good. <laughs> I
1: love that, it. That's one of them. Along with aside from being asked the same questions over and over again, how's your day going so far? Yeah. And the reason I had to start doing that. Was because you find out that some some of the people that you're interviewing hate to impress and you have to kind of I don't want to say disarm them, but you have right. to, dude. We're here to make you look good, make this quick and easy and painless. Yeah. So you show them like I know you hate the media. Let's let's get into it here. He,
2: yeah, he. Um, uh, um, I was gonna say the the guest. Um, you could the look on their face is kind of like I think they like that too. You know, they're like, ah, oh, man, no, it's all good. You know, well not.
0: Not to yeah. suck up to both you guys simultaneously, but that's what between Booked on Rock and the Paltrow cast, and when we've done interviews here is that you guys ask, don't ask the same old question. You guys ask the question yeah. and we go, Oh shit, I would have loved to have asked that, which is the you know, which is the genesis of a germ of an idea of Darren and I doing a spin-off podcast. But that's a whole other conversation. Oh, cool. yeah, Maybe yeah. we could chat with offline because you know, I, I love talking about this stuff all the time, yeah. but so many times. Not you guys are the exception, but there's a lot of folks out there where it's like, fuck i've heard this story a hundred times you know well, i want i want to hear what you know behind the scenes behind yeah. that story you know what i mean ask the, or or that album whatever it might be it's the minutia.
2: yeah a lot of people yes. do, it's, it's amazing and and you know this steve it's i couldn't believe a lot of guests would say to me boy thanks for reading the book i'm like <laughs> really i'm like they don't read right. the book at all he's like you wouldn't believe you know they're like some of the questions it's like did you read the book or you know, yeah. Some of it, you don't have to read the whole thing cover to cover, but you had to at least flip through the index and say, "Oh, this looks cool," you know, because you even do that and say, "Oh, let me go to that chapter and look up and look for some interesting things to ask them about," you know. Yeah. You, can, you know, if you anyone says
1: to me when I'm promoting this book, "Did you ever speak with David Lee Roth before?" and I'll go, "Okay, so they didn't read chapter one, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. I know the first
0: paragraph."
2: <laughs> well, see, that's you're gonna have to get ready for it, you know. When you do all these interviews, right, you'll have to have some patience. You'll be like, "Now I know how the guests feel." <laughs>
1: Well, right. I'm going to entertain myself by seeing how many friends can I plug their podcasts of during these interviews. Right, the, the challenge. What's the number of times I can plug my brother's company, Eric's podcast, etc. <laughs> in one interview?
2: You know what, Darren? I would love to te- to tap your brain for your private investigation background, man. That's friggin' fascinating. Or is it, or is it fascinating to us? But does the PI say it's not all that it's cracked up to be? I mean, that's got to be some yeah. You got to have some good stories.
1: If the average person from watching CSI or something, they think they know how investigations go. And it's about 0% to do with that. um, It's Hey, anytime you got a question, ask away. Have you
2: ever had somebody say, hey, my wife's cheating on me. I want you to follow her.
1: Believe it or not, that is the lowest form of investigation.
2: Okay. Cause I'm like,
1: yeah. well, that's, that's gonna be the of, weird. Right?
2: You... <laughs> I'm like, that'd be the weird, like oddest thing. Like, I, I don't know if I want to do this.
1: Where you kind of want to be is doing background checks and social media checks and that, all that kind of stuff behind the computer. Cause that's oh, okay. where you get the facts. Whereas yeah. the tailing person, it's like, if you find out that person's cheating on whoever, who wins? Well, now you right. just,
0: now you just burst my bubble. You mean to tell me you're not spending hours 100 yards away from across a parking lot <laughs> of a binoculars. <laughs> binoc- I've and done a, that. Shaved <laughs> Venetian blinds. Are I,
1: I oh. did that. Uh, one time there was a guy who could never work again and he was in a cover band. So it's like, okay, well, we know when he's playing the gigs. Let's, let's go to <laughs> wow. the gig. Let's get the beers and the mozzarella sticks and it's billable back to the uh, the claims. Adjustment. Well,
2: I, I work in the court uh business the, you know, for uh, here in connecticut the judicial branch and you know a lot sure. of times we take people like small claims lawsuits and they and you win a case but it's like wh- i don't know where they are where are they bank blah, blah 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 blah. i said a private investigator man they will find what you need if they got money <laughs> if they got money to be taken they will they will track them down have I you got, ever had those the,
1: welcome to the jungle work if you've got the <laughs> money <on> the- <laughs> And Have you ever
2: had to do those though, where somebody's like, "I need to find where this dude banks, or I need to find where he works, or I need to find where he is"?
1: That has happened. Yeah, um, it can it can be done. Uh, hey, if if anybody listens to this, needs stuff, you you get the bro rate. Uh, depending nice. on how generous I'm feeling, it might be cost <laughs> plus a little bit, but I'm not going to be one of those. Tell you what, I'll cut you a deal four hundred an hour. I'm I'm not going to be yeah working. yeah. But just, I, I think
2: <laughs> Steve though Darren should move to Hawaii and, and get get a guy named Higgins moving to a mansion and really <laughs> go all. Well, I lo- I, this is my favorite show ever.
0: Hey, if anybody doubts his bona fides, I could tell you right away that I mean name another author, podcaster, or uh, you know a journalist that could find out the you know the amount of unclaimed funds a particular rock star oh has. i love that stuff i love it that's the greatest <laughs> i
1: thought that that was going to be my olive olive branch to team dave when i said yes, i found you two hundred thousand dollars thousands of dollars and it wasn't even a thanks or no or leave us alone it was the same no response to i'm writing a book would dave like to read any of it <laughs>
0: I mean, imagine you don't have to do the corporate gigs. Why? Because some PI in Long Island found <laughs> Yeah.
2: Well, he, here's the here's the Darren uh, you know showing up on like the Jimmy Fallon show. Let's let's get him. We gotta oh. get him some big, big uh we got him oh, getting okay. him all now, out there.
1: That's not the one I want. The I first
2: would- one better be booked on rock, but then after that, I'm okay. You can go ahead wherever you want to go.
1: Booked on rock first. Second, rock. <laughs> let me tell you, gut felt. That's the one you want. Yeah. Gutfeld sneaks more Van Halen I I don't watch Gutfeld I mean if he's listening I always watch Gutfeld I mean I <laughs> I love uh Fox <laughs> but um he sneaks more Van Halen references in than anybody That's cool. And it's amazing uh, how many
2: Van Halen fans there are out there there it's in Roth fans and and Sammy fans I mean it's just you know it it's really that the bit what that band did well, I mean you know, that that body of work that they created with whoever, whatever incarnation of the lineup was, it was hey, it's timeless.
0: It's a reminder too. I mean, Dave always says a variation of you know I've been a soundtrack for how many summers. Yeah, I mean, if over a certain age, man it's why these podcasts are successful i mean yeah you couldn't escape it this is before the internet i mean i know you know we were hearing on the radio we were seeing the magazines dave crossed over in such a huge way you know was building building. 84 just blew him up into just complete superstar oh, status dude, he and can, then he the can, solo stuff i mean when you the guy could have if done he walked anything on
2: water at that time i would have been like yeah no i know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly. I saw I saw him do it no no I'm just telling he walked on what he's a human bit no no I, I can meant I, I can see that <laughs> Dave was it you know I mean like you just anything he you did you and you knew like as soon as he made a public appearance oh a new album's coming you know it would show up at some event or something you knew something was cooking yeah it'd be in the newspaper like David the Roth today showed up at a California or at a Beach Boys tribute event blah, blah, blah or whatever you'd
0: be like, Aha. As, as Darren album reminded album. me recently, I mean, even Jared Leto copped a, a David Lee Roth stunt recently. Yeah.
1: That's just a theory. It's a <laughs> hey, did theory, you- but why would Jared Leto be scaling the skyscraper to announce his tour?
2: That's cool. Hey, you know, speaking of that, not Jared Leto, but uh, who's the other actor. I, I was, I went to see Napoleon last night and they have a trailer for the, the
0: Von Eric. Oh, that looks great. The movie. guy from, yeah, the guy from, um, um, what was the that's restaurant fun. show? And,
1: and Jeremy uh, Allen White. Jeremy right, right. Allen
0: White, yeah. They, they he, he in particular. I saw the trailer for that. That looks as looks a pro wrestling none. fan that I am. Yeah. And Darren, I know you. are. I mean, that tragic looks like a story, great, movie.
2: Oh. great story to tell. Yeah, hopefully you get one of those guys on your on your show, Darren. That's that I think is going to be a really good movie. I'm looking forward to that.
1: There's a, one of the actors in it uh, is a professional wrestler from Long Island who's originally. From around here, he may or may not have been in this apartment once upon a time, but he's Ooh. the world champion of AEW. And his name is real name is Max Friedman. He's one of the stars of that film. So he's somebody to look out for.
2: Yeah, you gonna you can reach out to him?
1: Oh no, I don't exist, but that's not the problem.
0: <laughs> Get him on the Paltrow cast. Come on, man.
1: <laughs> one and done with that. Yeah. Uh, maybe three and done. But no, the bottom line is uh with Dave. Uh, we're still at status quo where we don't know what's coming next. Yes.
2: To wrap things up, we have no clue what's coming. <laughs> we have
1: no clue what's coming next. We just have to grasp for, okay, what's the next story that somebody like a Nuno Betancourt tells that we've never heard before? Right. It leads to a rebuttal that leads to Van Halen News X then getting an exclusive I think we have that fingers angle. crossed
2: another one coming soon let's see but we you know only time will we, tell
1: we wait for sammy to say something that's incorrect that has to be re- rebutted again right, right we wait for dave to put out a new podcast or new unreleased old song we wait for
2: with no description in the in the youtube uh co- section which steve always gets frustrated with which i do too i'm like what is this can you please explain <laughs> what the
1: fuck this is Yeah, aren't we, Steve, aren't we more or less where we were (laughs) <laughs> two and a half years
0: ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, that this sprang from a conversation about Dave on, a, and I go, you know, this could be a podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'd love to do an episode just breaking down an album or something. That'd be fun. To
0: do. Yeah. We've, we've talked about doing that and also doing, a, what is it? The kind of the live, the commentary on, a, you know, on a, a certain concert or something. Oh, that'd be long Or something. Be yeah. hilarious. But we should all, you know, I always try to throw down the gauntlet, so to speak, of things that we will never see. As I said before, I, I've I've maintained to this day, there'll never be an actual Van Halen tribute concert with Wolfgang in any capacity. We getting everybody together, that ship has sailed. And I will say that Alex Van Halen, you'll never see him play publicly again. I, 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 no. I just don't think that'll happen. I would be happy to be proven wrong. And uh I mean. The closest Dave will get to any Sammy stage is, uh, you know, how far is Pasadena from uh, the Kia Forum in Los Angeles on August nineteenth? Because if Dave is in Pasadena, that he will get no closer. <laughs>
1: yeah. You
0: won't see. In other words, you won't see Dave on a stage. You know, jumping. Up. I, I'd be so damn happy, but I mean, come on. Anybody who knows this story for more than a little bit just knows that the, uh, you'll be blown over if that happens. It's yeah. just
1: not. So- all fairness here, Dave does have a helicopter pilot's license. True. That's there is right. a heliport at the top of the Kia Forum. I know <laughs> you're watching the show, roadies. <laughs> there is a chance Dave helicopters from the Pasadena compound to the Kia Forum.
2: Heard you miss me? I'm back. There you I've go. landed in a helicopter, folks.
1: <laughs> and, and I see that as happening. Do you remember when Kiss wasn't invited to the Grammys? as the story goes in 96 and then they showed up and they ambushed and therefore they appeared on camera with Tupac or something like yeah, that Yeah, and
2: makeup, yeah.
1: What are the odds, Dave, just shows up? Oh. <laughs> and uh it goes just like him knocking on that hotel door in Las Vegas. Oh
2: god. Oh, yeah,
1: party.
0: breaks my heart.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not on the list. <laughs> He gets thrown out by Sammy. That's it. I'm throwing in the shoes. (laughs) Yeah, throwing in the shoes. Once and for all.
2: Well, guys, don't ever throw in the shoes on the DLR cast.
1: (laughs) You're too kind. And Eric, thank you for your your time and your patience. And Steve, thank you for your time and your patience. And anybody who made it this far, I think we owe you a sandwich or something.
2: (laughs) Free copy of your filthy little mouth. (laughs) Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man, Eric
0: is always. It was a pleasure, my friend. The one,
2: the one that's still sealed. That's yeah. st- <laughs> that Steve never opened. <laughs> it's no my big pro- Ding, ding, ding. <laughs>
1: Ended on that note.